Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. All right, Jared, we're back. Feels like forever ago that uh, we were previewing. I don't know what God knows what week that was. I don't know. We took it. We took an epic trip to Iceland in between. So, hi everybody. We're glad to be back. Shout out to Iceland. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful country. So thanks Iceland for yeah. having us. Thanks Iceland for being epic and stunningly majestic. If you like volcanoes, glaciers, snorkeling, mountains, hiking, waterfalls geysers uh lagoons surprisingly good risotto then yeah. iceland is for you <laughs> and i know we have some listeners in iceland too so shout out uh i guess the chances were uh were better than bumping into someone in la true we could have bumped into them but we didn't no so but shout out wah, wah. yeah uh that was a great trip i think we left right before week 11 and now we've finished week no, we we left before week ten. Yep, yeah, that was yeah, our yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah. So we we were gone for week eleven and twelve. Lots has happened in our Holly's favorite term, league of record. Um, <laughs> why, why do you hate that so much? You just hate it. It's so long, right? It's so long, and it's it's unnecessarily official. I like it. So do you? Uh, I can't tell. Holly is nine and three. Woo! So uh, continued good- dominance. Good good news for Jared is that during that spree, so I did somehow beat you. Yeah, you broke my streak. I but. did. I broke the streak. Uh, <laughs> I Roman Reigns you. Um, that's a that's a deep cut. And uh, but then I struggled. So now I'm seven and five in second place. Jeannie is five and seven in third. And our good old pal Jason, who just doesn't have the time for the league, is uh, three and nine. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. uh, we love Jason. We're gonna have we him on the him. show soon. We love him extra because he works in soccer and has no excuse for himself. That's true. Yes. Oh man, he's a soccer genius. I think is what maybe uh, he mm-hmm. would call himself, but uh, not for fantasy on WSL. Yeah, so, that makes um, us off the charts apparently. And I'm gonna literally eat crow because I play him this week, and that's you know what's gonna happen. Like I did lose to him. I think the last time I played him. Oh no, maybe I beat him by a point. Either way. Now all the pressure's on me. Yeah. Cuz I have to catch you. And I think a lot of people who play fantasy and if you're if you're new to fantasy, four team league. That's the standard way to do it with how many people are in the in how many players are in the NWSL, how the roster size is. We feel that's the most fair way to play. Four teams in your league and if you look at roster sizes, you have seven starters. That's five on offense, one defender, and one goalie, and you have three bench spots and then an injured or a COVID spot. So I think if you are, what, let's say you're two games out like myself, mm-hmm. you know, and we're only talking, what, eight games left, I think, in the season or nine. It's a little bit of, you're in that zone of uh, how, like you, how much do you reach? And if you're in the bottom of your, of your standings, mm-hmm. like a three and nine, mm-hmm. like don't you have to make every move right now? Like you can't keep writing the same team that you've, 
you have to make a big move. Yeah, if you're you, ha- you would have to make moves. Yeah, like you have to. Mm-hmm. But if you're at the top like yourself, you haven't had to think about the things like that. I have <laughs> made very few moves in the past couple of weeks because, you know, why mess with perfection? <laughs> Let's get into the news. Um, so this is all over the place. We can take our time with this one. But I've, as everyone's heard, so Washington Spirit coach Richie Burke reportedly fired for abusive behavior. Um, there have been reports surfacing about detailed numerous accounts of verbal abuse by Richie Burke. Um, there is, uh, there's also um, apparently, and I, I, we were we were watching the games last week, and I, I had noticed during a stoppage of play that he had slapped someone's butt on the sideline. But I was kind of, it kind of like double taked. I didn't, and I was like, did I actually see that? So I, I wasn't sure. And 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 apparently there's a video circulating where he did that on the sideline to Ashley Hatch last week. And then there's been a lot of players who have played for him at different levels, men, women, that have come out and said he's verbally abusive. Um, So the team initially came out and said that he's stepping down. But (laughs) they've walked that back, obviously. So, I mean, there's a lot of layers here, right, Holly? Like, where do we even begin with this story? I mean, what do you see as the pertinent layers here? To me, like the top level story is pretty cut and dried. Like there's multiple allegations of his abuse, you know, physically, verbally, emotionally. You know, don't be an asshole. There's no place for you on our team. The end. The the, the layer to me that might be interesting, though, is and I'm trying to find where I read it here, but um, when he was named head coach of the Washington Spirit, you know, a couple of former players of his, like, um, whatever, under 20 league or something in D.C. had said, you know, had reported, I think it was homophobic slurs, and Washington Spirit at that time defended their choice. So, like, why was he a good bet in the first place? You know, like, why, what you know, what culturally in your organization is broken that you thought this was okay in the first place? Yes. All, I mean, I, I don't know where to begin myself. Like you bring up all the, those are the heaviest points. So you're, you're focusing more along the lines of like the Washington spirit severely effed up here and Richie Burke, like both of them, if the allegations are true and but all everything's on Washington here because what I've what I've heard too is that the spirit has actually done things like this before. I had to I was listening to a podcast about the league and about how they've put out press releases where coaches for either their team or other teams have been released before because of allegations, but then that doesn't get released to the public and then they get hired somewhere else. So. I tell you what. Here it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the athletic. Okay. So when he was hired in December 18, um, two former two of his former youth players accused him of emotional abuse, yeah. and they were from his uh, U23 DC United squad. And you know, one of them talked about homophobic slurs, and at the time, the Spirit released a statement defending the hiring of Burke. Yeah, it's. Do your due diligence. Well, we have, like, okay, you bet on him and now you're staying with him. Like, don't, that's sunk cost. Like you should have a done your due diligence and b you know, gotten rid of him at that time. Agreed. We have heard bad things about the spirit before. Remember Ashlyn Harris was saying how 
they didn't want to have a pride week with the team and and oh right the so only then they probably the wouldn't league. have cared about and so if they were anti that so that i think that they've swept some stuff under the rug dials. there was another assistant coach too that left that uh, mm -hmm. that was under some in you know investigation i believe so yeah. i think here's here's it's really hard because it's this is tough for the nwso because you're a young league that's starting to kind of blow up there's more money coming in. There's more eyeballs on it. There's more TV. There's more marquee players. So you've got all of this. But you've created a culture, unlike other sports, where you have said that we need to be better and we need to be accepting and we need to be not jerks. So allegedly, Richie Burke is an asshole. We will see what happens. But if all comes out that it is true, I mean, this was Utah last year with their owner, that, that debacle. You've got this coach with Burke and other coaches with issues. And the league has built this reputation as being mm -hmm. this, this on the forefront. Mm -hmm. So now you've put the pressure that this is the kind of league we're in. Mm -hmm. You're not like the NFL where the NFL could have someone get in trouble. They go somewhere for a few months. They come back. All the fans forget all the people forget because that's what the NFL has kind of built for years. You have built a league where it's not acceptable for that. So when this comes out, something as bad as this, and it's a team maybe possibly swept it under the rug. I mean, they released that he was had a health issue. And yeah. was, you know what I mean? It's like, and you know, we, you know, see you later and uh, we wish you well. I mean, honestly, I compare this to like, I mean, it's a, it's my own. I mean, I don't know. I compare this to like, when priests I was just thinking get that. sent I away. that's where you were going. But that's what yeah. it feels like. And it's like, we won't tell the public what really happened and then they can go work somewhere else. Yeah, that's a fail. But I mean, and that's, a, that's one of those, uh, and that's one of those things that gets, you know, if, if there's like a legal thing involved and you get fired behind closed doors, like that's one of the things that gets negotiated is what they're going to release to the public and what they're going to say and, you know, whether or not it's going to um, impair your ability to get a job in the future. So that was probably a deal that was made behind closed doors, I would guess. And good on, uh, you know, Meg Lenahan and everybody else who broke this story um, so that they couldn't hide behind that. I think, you know, I think to your point about having, having a league that has, has positioned themselves to be better. I think th that the, the mandate here is just to clean these things up fast because the fact that they're, they've, they're happening frequently is maybe less a you know, bad choice on an ownership and management in terms of the Washington spirit, like handle, you know, clean your house. But just in terms of like in the cultural zeitgeist that this happens all the time, I think it's just a reflection of the fact that like this happens all the time. Like we live in a culture that's, you know, relatively toxic at this level and this is a common experience. And so, you know, level one is not expecting that this is never going to happen, but level one is just cleaning it up really fast when it does and acknowledging it. Yeah. You know, and being the league that says this is not okay. Agreed. And then we still have all the stuff with Gotham. Remember the, the owner, was it a co-owner or a GM? The GM. She was just gone. And I they someone had alleged some kind of abuse or like some kind of yeah, verbal. Right. I think forget what it was. No. But like transparency. Transparency. Really important. Because even with Utah last year, with the owner, it's like it took forever for that stuff to come out. Mm-hmm. And now Richie Burke, they were going to sweep it under the rug, it looks like. Yeah. And then with the Gotham GM, it's like, and then on a lower scale, injuries, mm -hmm. international windows. Yeah. You know, where are these players? How much are they getting paid? Who's playing this week? How hurt is someone? No, I agree with you. If, if you're going to have a value of, of 
equity and, you know, being progressive and, and safety and treating people well, then transparency is a value that goes hand in yeah. hand with all of those things. Yeah. And I think the league is, the popularity is, is and the eyeballs are moving faster than the league is reacting and yeah. they need to catch up. They do. Because this is way too slow. Mm -hmm. So uh, be better, everybody. Um, on a, I, I guess, more positive note here, and we'll you know, see how we weigh this, but the NWL, NWSL commissioner, Lisa Baird, says the NWSL salaries have more than doubled since 2019. So Lisa Baird had a call with media on Wednesday this week. According to Baird, the average total compensation, including salaries, health care, and other benefits, sits at around $52,502. She also addressed officiating with the league. We can get into that later. Um, but so... They're saying that these salaries have doubled since 2019. I mean, good, right? I mean, that's good. They're not where we need them to be. But if the league keeps, I mean, I'm I mean, trying I'm to be making half the, full. Wow, I'm super impressed face right now. <laughs> I'm trying to be glass half full here. Like I see a young league that was like, when I go back and watch highlights from 2013 or 14, it looks like crap. On it, The broadcasts are garbage. The announcers, everything is just, is a lower rung. And now I'm seeing, whoa, like, People have been complaining about the Twitch feed. I get it. But Paramount Plus, CBS Sports, The Twitch CBS, feed has not annoyed me in the past... It's been better than last year. ...couple months. But people yeah, are complaining about the cameras. Like, you don't have camera angles to know if a goal goes in. Like, Fair. what are we doing? So, but I try to be half full here. I'm like, I look at how quickly, and I know we've had some arguments about this in the past, how quickly the league has moved forward. Oh my God, leagues don't move like this. The MLS didn't even move this fast. I mean, so I think like, that's great. That's... You know, Can that's, they double that's again? why we make a good team. Like you're glass half full. Yay. Congratulations on your progress. And I'm like, don't take your foot off the gas pedal because you're not there yet. No, it could just you be know, good like, PR too. Exactly. Like stop cheering yourself for good PR when it, like if you, you know, if you double from five to 10 and you should be making, you know, 300,000, oh, okay. then like, you know, yay, you way to go. Yeah. Well. You know, they needed some kind of good, I mean, maybe this was a PR move because it came out Wednesday, the same day as like the other press conference about Richie Burke, if people were asking questions. So like, hey, we've doubled salaries. So uh, yeah, we still have uh, problems with coaches and, and, and ownership. So, um, but yeah, hopefully- Yeah, also the average salary is like in the 50K range. And so that's if you saying, have- 52, 502. Yeah, so if you have superstars that are making quite a bit above that, how many, where are the people below that that are pulling the average down? You know. Yeah, I mean, because we we've seen it before. Like, <laughs> like that means that like the the superstars aren't pulling the average up very high. Like the aggregate is pretty no, low. No, because there's very few superstars yeah. that can get paid. Yeah, that much. there's like the a lot of people money. at the league minimum is really what that means. I'm just guessing, but there are people like Haran and um, on completely blanking, also on Portland. Um, Don Sauer. Yeah, done. Those two, when they signed, like there were some people, there was month, there was numbers being floated out there that they were like in the decent six figures. Yeah. And if that's not big enough to pull it up, there's other players probably making like 20 grand. So, uh, you know, it'll get better. I, I, 2023, I'm just telling you another, if they come back in 2023 and say it's doubled again and it's over a hundred thousand as the average, now we're talking. Okay. Yeah. We're talking. Then there. we'll be pleased. Yes. Um, so, uh, there's been a lot of officiating drama. So Chicago Red Stars, Danielle Colaprico criticizes NF, uh, NWSL refereeing. So Colaprico is one of two Red Star players who went down with an injury in Sunday night's game against Orlando following a tackle. She was later, uh, <laughs> she later, uh, quote tweeted a gif, um, of the play saying that there's no place f for this in our league. 
So, you know, thinking that the tackle was too harsh and it wasn't called. Um, she also tweeted another foul, uh, seemingly missed foul on Rachel Hill earlier in the game. And she said, should I keep going? And she shows the uh, another allegedly missed call. So there's been a lot of refereeing drama. Um, thoughts? I mean, like there's just been a lot of people calling out refs left and right in this league. And I think refereeing actually has been inconsistent. Um, when I watch games from one to the other, it's yeah, it's never consistent. But I don't know what sport really is. Like I watch two basketball games in a row, and what's a foul is not a foul. So I don't know. I think I'm not used to seeing players speak out this much because in other leagues, like the you know the other other sports leagues, when you speak out, you get fined. And so I don't know if they. Get, <laughs> I think players do get fined, but I don't know how yeah. bad the comments have to be. But. I just don't feel educated enough to comment on this yeah. highly. I mean, the, there's clearly controversy on both sides, not calling things, giving a red card when it's completely undeserved and then rolling that back later. But your team had to play with 10 people for the game. Yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It could be like lobbying, you know, how like coaches do in the middle of a game. It's, you play, so maybe players like, well, why don't I just use my platform and lobby? And then when the next game I play, I'll get the call. Like, yeah. It could be smart. It could, could look like whining but it could work so <laughs> i don't know but uh we'll jump to the next story so this one's cool so racing louisville ranks second attendance halfway through the nwsl season uh according to soccer Dig stock soccer stadium digest louisville has seen an average of 6289 fans so i'm not sure you know comparatively because covid and all that uh that number ranks second to only the thorns who have averaged 15,321 so, but awesome for Louisville, I think, because brand new team, usually the excitement, but like they have the great facility. I, I right, well, expect clearly, them to see So if they have a great facility, like there's money invested in this team, I'm going to extrapolate that there's probably also marketing dollars and, and, you know, business development money invested in this team. So they're, they're putting money into drawing people into the stadium, which is great. Yeah. And I'm surprised that like Carolina, like, so I'm on the full list here. Do you know who's dead last? And it actually makes sense now that I look at like all the cities. Who? Uh, Gotham. Because hmm. I think New York's just been way safer with the rules. Right, right, right. And plus it's actually, I think, a lot harder to get to the, where they play. You know, I think the stadium they play in might be outside the city a little bit. Um, and then the rain, ninth. Like Their stadium is in Tacoma. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Like, I, you know, I just thought it was a lot stronger up there, like the following. So, um, uh, but the Courage is third. So, I mean, they're not far off. But Portland, I mean, just that says so much because they missed early on. Like, they had more rules with COVID, I think, and they had a little delay with their fans. But now they've averaged over 15,000. Like, mm -hmm. that, that fan base is just... That's insane. You know, it's unmatched. Yeah. Um, I had another story here. Oh, yeah, primetime coverage at the Tokyo Olympics, dominated by women. Um, so the representation project has released its report on gender and media coverage of the major findings in the report. Women were found to have received 59.1% of screen time in primetime Olympic coverage, matching the roughly 58% of medals that were won by team USA women. Um, so since the London games in 2012, women athletes have received more covers than men. And that number continues to grow with each Olympics. So that's positive, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have, to, uh, yeah, I don't have I too much it. to say about this. Like, no, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Cause great. Like, people want to watch women. This is proving out. It's a compelling product. I love it. Throw money at it, please. I love it. This is great. And I don't think this, this is the first time I've seen this. And if it's apparently it's been happening since I was in my mid twenties. So, um, might've been a little lenient. 
with that number, I think. Now I think about it. <laughs> Late 20s. <laughs> so, um, but it's awesome. So, anywho, uh, I love it. Uh, let's jump into uh, some uh, last week's recap. Obviously, Carolina won one to nothing over Gotham. You got Portland beating Washington one to nothing. I'll skip the Louisville beating KC three to one. Orlando beating Chicago two to nothing. But the big one, the Rain beating Houston five to one. Any thoughts on last week? Players scores. I mean, that's the game, right? I mean, that was a fun forty-five minute first half. You're scoring five goals in one half. You're right. I did fall asleep during the second half. Yeah, you missed on literally nothing. Yeah, yeah, you definitely did. On the floor. <laughs> Iceland tired. <laughs> and I left you there for half the night. And I woke up at midnight on the floor. I'm like, what so happened? cozy. I wasn't going to disturb you. I was like, what happened? Are they still playing? I'm like, where's King? Why isn't King in? Uh, she, she got you like 20 minutes of game time. Great. Cool. Uh, she got me one point last week. That's uh -huh. great. Yeah. Um, uh, that was a fantastic game. Yeah, I look at... I look at the numbers last week. Thanks, Jess Fishlock, for yeah. Look, Jess Fishlock, face off thirty three. Yeah, Somer thirty six, Marizon twelve, uh, and then Buhati. I'm sure we don't. No one had her in our league, so I don't have any numbers for her. But um, but we also have uh, who else? Wait, Balser. Yeah, twenty nine. I mean, you had three players. <laughs> Score almost 30, all three, like pretty much scored 30 points. That never happens. That right. does not happen. Right. Uh, so uh, if you have one of those three players, good on you. And I do, and I still lost. Great. Um, so injury updates. There's been some stuff here. So uh, the game tonight, which is we're recording this Friday, they've released that. So out for Houston is Denisha Blackwood. Questionable is Haley Hansen. Of course, they still list international duty Jane Campbell, Alicia Chapman, Christy Mewis, Nichelle Prince. Once again, league transparency. I'm seeing I'm seeing the Brazilian national players coming back. Marta is coming back. I, I'm assuming Dabinia will. I've seen other Canadian nationals come back to their teams and they're going to play. Yeah. Why is it still listed as international duty when there is nothing international happening? Now, if you're on vacation, you need a rest. If you're banged up, just say it. But I just don't like them saying that it's international duty because no one they haven't had a game in a week. So, um, and out for the spirit is uh, Avery Collins, Bailey Feist, Mariana Speckmeyer. Uh, Speck no surprises there. But Jordan DiBiase uh, is questionable with a right hip injury. International duties, Kelly O'Hara and Julia Rodar and Emily Sonnet. So, um, that's a bummer. No trades or signings to speak of this week. So, we'll get into our streamers of the week. Streamers. Uh, Holly, what you got for streamers of the week? I think you should open with this or I'm going to steal your thunder. I'll just, I'll piggyback on this. Thunder and lightning in the thunder. Yes. Lightning in what the thunder. What is that? That's that uh, no, or, that's. Um, uh, they might be giant. No. Uh, oh, they might. <laughs> no, but I think they might be giants. Might have a new song. No, it's like giant something. Is no, it, it's that it? uh, one band. They're all over the place. I know. I, we sound like, I sound like now. I sound like a man in his late 30s. Yeah. So uh, this week's defensive streamers of the week. Once again, you only need one defender in fantasy soccer, fantasy NWSL. That's how we're doing it. The numbers are out there. Imagine and, Dragons. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Lightning in the thunder. Uh, anybody playing for OL this week is playable because they play Kansas City, and Kansas City cannot score. Look at it. I think they got one goal in their last three games. In my opinion, Celia and Lauren Kate Barnes, are your targets? They're on the out. They're outside backs. Get one of them. You'll probably get a clean sheet. 
maybe a tackle, maybe a key pass, you're golden. There's over 10 points. Right. And on that note, if you if you are streaming your goalies week to week, Buhati is your pick for this week. Right? Yeah. Like almost a guaranteed clean sheet. And then what? Maybe a save or two. So yeah, double digits. Um, also, keep an eye on Courtney Peterson for Orlando. I'm her number one fan. She's back on defense finally after a two-week stint, or no, three-week stint on the uh, midfield. midfield side. So now uh, give her a look if she's available in your league because I feel like that's a strong start because she's just very heavily involved. So uh, you want to do some waiver wire? Let's do it. Waiver wire. Not creepy. Um, so uh, is you want me to start here? Sure. Okay, so uh, my waiver wire is uh, the pickup I made in our league of record this week. Jennifer Marazon. I mean, she's averaging. So for the OL reign, if you're not familiar by this point, midfielder for the OL reign, she's averaging over 10 points per game in the last five weeks. Yep. Stability. She takes all their corners when she's in. Yes. And she plays. I can't remember the last time she didn't play 90 minutes or at least 80 plus. Um, very consistent. You know what you get, what you're getting. And that's what my team needs specifically. Like my team last week, I had Somer who scored 36 points or it was, and I still lost because everyone else, no one scored more than like six. So I need that stabilizing force. I need someone I can just plug in there, forget about, and I look up tomorrow and I go, oh, she got 12. So that's my waiver wire. Um, your team may need something a little more explosive or risky in my opinion. And that, and if, and I think Sofia Huerta may be available in your league. She's been one of those flip floppers in our league where she was on a, on a roster for about half the year. Then she's just been kind of off and no one's really played her, but she's had a few good weeks. So, um, her last five weeks is 12 points, four, nine, four and 17. And then if you need another risky play, Ziara King, who I just dropped, she had, she said five, then 24, then eight, then one, but you just don't know if, if King starts, she could put one up another one of those 20 point weeks. What do you got? I got just Fishlock can, uh, can continue with the OL rain, uh, party train that we seem to be on today. Um, as you said, she scored me 33 points last week, you know, was on fire, but she's been consistent double digits for the past couple of weeks. And I think she's just really hitting her stride with this team and in this season. And so she's a definitely, I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start her again this week. I think that she's someone that I expect to go along with my team strategy, which is find a bunch of people that earn consistent double digits all the way along, but she's someone that could, could catch fire and, uh, you know, knock it out of the park for me like she did last week. Yeah, and then she had 13 the week before. So exactly. that's nice, 13 yeah. and 33. Um, one quick question before we get to our midseason awards. Are we, I don't think we are, but do you think that, oh my God, they scored five goals. We, you got to pick up all these people or is it just everything's lining up? They scored oh, like, five goals, they played jumpers? Kansas City. Like is everything just lining up? I don't think we're, I don't think we're overreacting because of how consistent they've been. Like Marazon's been consistent. So Mayer and Fishlock and Balser have been really consistent lately. The team's really hitting on all cylinders. I just but, think it's that they're hitting on all cylinders, right? They went through drama with coaching. They had a whole bunch of people come in. You know, they had Lisa Mayer come in late. They had Marjan come in late. You know, they had Buhati come in late. They're in and out with their, you know, their lineup. And I think that they're hitting their stride right now. And they play Kansas City, so. Oh, my God. That's money. Yeah. That is money. Okay, it's that time, Holly. Let's get to our midseason awards. This is your Olympic moment podcast. Welcome to the first annual 
Keepers Podcast Mid-Season Awards. Here at the Mid-Season Awards... <laughs> couldn't yes? hold it. What do you got? Here at the Mid-Season Awards, we're evaluating the best of the first half of the season and giving out well-deserved imaginary trophies to people that we think should, or maybe shouldn't, be on your roster. Congratulating the strength, wisdom, perseverance, moxie, and overall grit of our NWSL players. Well said. Welcome to the show. Uh, so yeah, it's a mid-season award. So Holly... That's right, uh, I got inspired by that music. We've got, uh, we've got a few categories here. Yep. Some fun ones. Let's do it. So let's start here. Most reliable... Holly. Yeah. Um, I'm going with my goalie, Murphy, Casey Murphy. Murph. Yes, Murph, <laughs> Murph on the North Carolina Courage. She's averaging me 14 points per week, which is fucking awesome, by the way. Whoa. Um, Explicit. And I think there's definitely people who are averaging more points per week, but they're not like, or not necessarily averaging more points per maybe averaging more points per week, but they're less consistent. So they're more volatile in terms of what you can get out of them. I know that like she's guaranteed a bunch of saves in a week and maybe a clean sheet. I mean, she's second in saves in the league right now. So most reliable, my goalie, Casey Murphy for the courage. It's a great choice. I was teetering between her and the player I did choose. And it was Trinity Rodman. All right. So I went with Trinity Rodman because she's averaging 12.75 points per game and if you look she's only had four weeks this season where she has scored single digits and she's also had three weeks this season where she has scored in the 20s um two weeks in the teens so you're if you if a player's coming out there and you know you're getting almost 13 points uh it's amazing too that she's a rook and how young she is too we can yeah. look into that too later um mm -hmm. but uh it's trinity robin like it's to me, it's I wanted to choose an offensive player, and I think the reason I didn't pick Casey Murphy was just because, um, I don't know. I think because she wasn't picked up the first two weeks, and it was like to me, I just wanted to reward someone who has been on a roster for the whole year. But she, Casey Murphy, Murphy may have been on a roster for you the entire year. No, she wasn't. I picked her. No, up. I mean for I'm speaking oh, to I, the I uh, sorry the the the, the, the group the you, you not the me. What do you call it? You. The what you is that? Anyway, um, okay, over overachiever of the year. Yeah. I will start. All right. Overachiever of the year for Jared is Ashley Hatch. What? So, uh, oh, no, no, no. You got to listen up here. So, All right. uh, I love how angry. So, um, <laughs> I'm pulling up numbers here because I completely lost. Ashley Hatch, get ready for this. 13, 8, 18, 18. And this is when it gets fun. 2, 0, 3, 27, 0, 19, 3, 2. So for me, I think she's the overachiever of the year because what? She's leading the league in goals, Ashley Hatch. Now, I always had high hopes for Ashley Hatch, but when she has a week when she scores 24 or 25 or whatever it is, to me, that's overachieving. I think Ashley Hatch is a... 12 points a week kind of player and you can get kind of mystified. But I think for my definition of the overachiever, Ashley Hatch is overachieving. Holly, what do you have? I'm going Lynn Williams. 
because whoa she is third in goals scored in this league even though she has only played in seven games you think that's she's overachieving got, yes because she scored five goals in seven games that's definitely overachieving can i say we have an mvp category and can i say that she almost won it for me and she's only played half the season mm-hmm. I almost, she almost won me but i didn't give it to her a little teaser there all right holly who do you have for the underachiever of the year award i have kaylia watt for the underachiever Ooh. of the year award had some good weeks yeah she has but i just think that like you know 2020 season her move to I mean she's really hyped in terms of her move to Chicago and in in the coverage of the 2020 season about someone who's going to be like leading offensively and you know and, and she has the opportunity to lead offensively and I just don't feel like she's converted on it I mean she's got five games where she's been in you know double digit scoring for fantasy that's what you'd want her to do but she's got five games where she scored six points or less and three of those games she scored two points so for me she just not paying off in in the way that is expected. I love that pick. I you know I actually didn't even think of her until you said that. There's so many players. Uh, my uh, underachiever of the year award is Ashley Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> like I mentioned, nicely done. Like nicely I mentioned, done. I mean, when you score 27 and you score 18 twice and you score 19, but then when you have a when you have what she said, look at I'm looking at this right now. I think some of them she didn't maybe she didn't play or she just played. I don't think she's really missed a game. But when you have a two, a three, zero, a three, a two, no, you're underachieving because you're better than that. But you're overachieving because you're not as good as a 27. Ashley Hatch, you are the most confusing player and you're leading the league in goals. But you're so confusing because I love playing you, but I don't love playing you. <laughs> so that's what it comes down to. Holly. <laughs> Um, oh, best sleeper. Yeah. This is good stuff. Who's your sleeper? Best sleeper for me is Mal Pugh. Nice. Um, Another one on my team. Thank you very much. If you look at Mal Pugh, uh, if I have it here, undrafted in right. our draft mm-hmm. and probably a lot of drafts. She might have been late in some of your fantasy drafts, but the last four weeks, 17, 15, 19, 13. Yep. That says it all right there. That is a me. true sleeper. And I, I chose to do a sleeper from the beginning of the year. She's undrafted. And right there, the last four weeks, she's averaging like 15 a week. What do you got? I got Ashley Sanchez on oh, yeah. uh, on the spirit because uh, although I drafted her, I don't think she was really on anyone else's radar necessarily. Um, she was a 2020 draft pick. Uh, for the league and really didn't get a chance to do much in, in 2020, but she's been averaging me like 11.5 points, you know, per week. And she, she leads the league in shots and in shots on goal. Okay. Holly next is the wait. Why aren't they playing award? Wait, (laughs) where is Carly Lloyd and why is she not playing? She played for the first four weeks. Uh, She didn't really do much or play very long. And she, really could have played through week six before she left on the Olympic break. I picked the same player. <laughs> I knew you did. Like, like where's Carly? Come on. We want, we need her back. In you know, you league. got six points, six points, 10 points, eight points. You're like, okay. She's cruising, but and then nothing, you know, I get it. Like we just need transparency. Just tell us what's going on. Cause I know Jeannie had her on her lineup forever. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And like, and then she finally just had to drop her. Uh, was there anyone else that kind of snuck up? I mean, there's probably a few other ones. But it's like anyone on the national team, pretty much. It's like you could put Rapino there and be like, "Where did she go?" But Carly's the best. She's the, the most egregious no-show for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's no no knock on Carly. It's just just tell us what's going on. 
the newcomer of the year award. I've got Trinity Rodman. She's back on my list again. I already said what she's doing. Holly, what yeah, do you got? That's who I have too. Thank you very much. She is on my roster. I am loving her. Um, I think you did points per game. I did points per week and came up with 13.8. So we got to check our math there. But Whoa. at any rate, she's fourth in shots and shots on goal for the league. And uh, I, I, I love playing her. And I love playing her because she's always consistent. And I know that she's, you know, going to score on any given Sunday as it were. Yes. I like that. Um, next up is the who is this and why are they scoring so many points award? Holly. Uh, this is recency bias, but I gave that to Jess Fishlock for scoring me three, 33 points mm -hmm. last week. I think that she's been on my radar for a little while, but she's someone that just burst onto the scene with a goal and an assist and, and all the key passes that she had last week. So just Fishlock. Good call. Yeah. Mine is Nadia Nadim okay. just because of how much personality she has and how much she has drawn me in as a fan after just a couple starts. And especially last week when she scored, mm -hmm. she had 17 points and she was on my radar of maybe picking up, but I think to the casual Likewise. fan, I think when you watch her on television, I don't know if there's another player in the NWSL right now who, I don't know, her personality just oozes. Like when she was taken out of the game, she took the long way back to the bench and was like thanking all the fans and, and pumping them up. And you could see the connection. And no, she's that been was there awesome. for like a cup of coffee. And so I don't know what it is. Isn't she like getting her uh, medical degree too or something, right? Is, I, I think, I don't know. I think I was rereading something about that. Like she's in that field. Am I completely wrong? I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, oh. I'm blanking on her full story right oh, now. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll have to get that back for next week. We'll um, talk more to Nadim. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to Google it right now. As, All right. Uh, you set up the next uh, yeah. award. Meanwhile, the next award is they did what? Oh man, they did what award? Yeah. Lynn oh, Williams did what? Oh man. Scored you 64 points in week six. What? Um, I'm, I'm, I totally agree. Yeah. I, there's no other choice here. I, I think maybe the other one was the Haran 42 points in that one week, but the 64 points in a single week. I don't want, I mean, that's more than Jason no, scored take... last week with his entire oh. team. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Jason, I'm so sorry. So um, I don't want to steal your thunder. What do you got on Lynn? That's what I had on Lynn. Oh, so I just don't know if we're ever going to see another double game week like that again. Like you'll see a week where like Somer and Fishlock, 36, 33, and you see 30s. But you have a, it, I think she, I think it was 34 and 30. To have two games that you're credited for in a double week. Yeah, I mean, she scored four goals. Yeah. She had eight yeah. shots on goal. She had 12 shots total, four yes. key passes. Yeah. When you have that much um, in the same week, I don't know if that's ever going to be duplicated. I don't think so either. Because I think that she she had a fire lit under her because that was when she, that was the the, the weekend after the announcement was made that she was on the alternate list for the Olympic team. Oh, and then she definitely had some, she was making a point for sure. I like that. Yeah. Next up is the not backing down award. All right. I've got Shea Groom. There was a couple <laughs> people to pick from, but I love her so much. I think... Last year when we first started, I thought maybe she was because there's no one who's ever more fake hurt than Shea Groom. No, no <laughs> nothing bad against Shea Groom, but she's she, to me, it's almost smart because she's like if you're banged up and you're a little sore and you're OK, I'm going to take my time getting up here. It's a part of soccer. It's what's going on. But she's I, and so I kind of looked at her as like, is she what's going on here? And then I just I saw her personality and 
I love everything about it because she takes her time getting up. She plays the game on her, like on, on her, at her speed, the way she wants. And I don't know what game that was. Was that Sheridan that she got in the face of? But there was a game this year where she got in the goalie's face. And I mean, Shea Groom is not the tallest or the biggest player, but she'll tell you that she is. And I don't, there's just something about, I think her personality, when I'm looking at, like we're talking about Nadia and Nadim, Shea Groom, personality plus, she gets my not backing down award. Awesome. What do you got? Love it. I went a little bit different with you on the not backing down award. My not backing down award goes to Ashlyn Harris. Five penalty kicks in a row, denied. Is that really five? Five. Down like what, like through like four or five games or or six, is it the whole, the whole season? Wait, has she not been scored on for a penalty kick? Maybe. Holy she's shit. She's on a five, she's on a five streak denial. She's, right now she's on that streak. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. That should be on the broadcast immediately. NWSL, get on this. This yeah. could be like a record. She's on my team. She's probably my MVP because, well, I mean, or her or Lynn Williams at this point, but that's insane. I love Ashlyn Harris. She's great. By the way, yeah. look up the video of, um, I forget the name of the Canadian player who just won gold, but she's back on the roster for Orlando. She hasn't been on the team that long. Uh, I think, and um, Ashlyn Harris is wearing like a full gold like onesie suit, like just gold. And they like sell. It. She's back, and they're having a huge party, and she's just wearing this shiny gold one piece. It's great. I love her personality. It's great. That's. I mean, that's the other thing in the not backing down award is like she gets it for her personality for just You're being right. like what. Oh my god, we need like a we need like an all personality team. Yeah, like we need to make. Oh that my god, we're definitely doing the the all personality draft. Yeah, I love it. Tweet us your all personality team. I love to see it. Um. The where did they go award? Yeah, who's this? Is this this is you? I think it's me. Yeah, I got J Mac on here. Like, I where did she that. go? You know, she's had no twenty point games. She's had no big games. I mean, she's averaging like, you know, ten point seven points per week. And and before she was, you know, and then she was out for two weeks on COVID protocol. And and just like I think we thought that she was going to be a really exciting player to watch every week. You know, she scored two goals for the season. I I think we just thought that she would come out with more fire. I think the reason I, I did, because I, I was considering her, and the reason I didn't put her on the list was because of the COVID weeks, and like we knew where she was, but like but I get it. But before that, no, I but was in the sense, still you could still use that. Where did she go? No, and it doesn't help because it's like seven point six points COVID nine. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, where's the where's the twenty? Right. Like exactly. There's other people that have you you were expecting. She has a nothing higher than seventeen. Yeah. And that was week two. But I was expecting high double digits consistently for her. Yes. And you were expecting a couple 20 point weeks yeah. up to this point. Yeah. Maybe we'll get them because that team's going to be strong. I like that. That's a good pick because I'm sure Jason's wondering the same thing. Um, <laughs> oh, Jason. Or he's not because he doesn't know where his defender is. Wait, who's J Mac? Um, uh, the, uh, oh, oh, sorry. I got lost in my, uh, my Jason talk. Mine is Taylor Corniak. Uh, another, uh, interesting enough, another Jason player. Um, but Taylor Corniak came out 6, 11, 23, 15, 11, 5, 19, 6. The last four weeks, 5, 4, 6, negative 1. What the hell? Now, if you put it like, there's players that put in a negative 1 here, there, or a 0, or a 1. Mm-hmm. But when you start off so high, and then you put that in, like, that's not an anomaly. Like, that's something going on with the team right now. Like, this feels like a mid-season slog for Maybe her. that's a she needs Morgan and Marta to be productive type of thing. Yeah, or, yeah, just, yeah, or there, you know, because it's, like, not just, I mean, 
LaRue can't, you know, they need everybody. I think yeah. you're right. It's yeah. like you need those other parts. That's yeah, a really like good LaRue point. LaRue can't put that team yeah, on her back as any more than she already is. Yeah. So, so where did she go? Uh, last but not least, the fantasy MVP for the midway point, Holly. I almost changed my answer like five minutes before the show. And I was on the couch last night with my bowl of Wheaties and peanut butter sandwich and chips that I was toiling <laughs> you with were this. Toiling. You could go a lot of ways. Do you reward someone who's played the whole year? Uh-huh. Do you reward someone who's had a really strong first half but then had to go on international duty? Yeah. I went with Sydney LaRue. Okay. Because of how consistent I mean, she has played every game. I think she didn't play one because after the double week which a lot of people didn't. But you look at her numbers, and I've got them somewhere here. Uh, so she had uh, 10, 14, 21, then the zero. I think that was a no play. Four, 34, 13, 18, three, negative one, 2016. So I look at her low weeks, and I go, boom, she bounced right back. That's what an MVP does. MVPs are going to have weeks where there are zeros or whatever. Um but she bounces back. She puts up the four. Then she has a 34. You know, she put the negative one. Then she has the 20. So she's bounced back really well. She has completely led that team. And she has grinded out every week. And she's been a leader on the field. And so I just, I have to give someone who has played all year. And she is, she is the, she's doing it all. She's my fantasy MVP right now. MVP. What do you got? MVP. Yeah? MVP. I got Megan Klingenberg. Whoa. I'll tell you my rationale for that. She is the best defender in the league for fantasy. She's been Here super consistent. Here we go. She's <laughs> been super consistent for me every week. You know, I can pretty much count on her, you know, scoring double yeah. digits. She's averaging me 13 points per week. And no other defender is gaining more fantasy points than she is. So for not me, so, yeah, not even close. So for me, that's the one position that I'm just like, you know, set it and forget it. I know she's there. I know she's solid. Nobody else is going to touch me on defense. Megan Klingenberg is my MVP. This has been a presentation of the first annual Keepers Podcast Mid-Season Awards. Soccer, soccer, <laughs> where they go, who will underachieve? Wait, why are they not playing? <laughs> Who's who that? is that? Why, why are, the, are they scoring? scoring so much? Scoring so much. <laughs> okay, that was fun. Um, I'm going to regret that. So uh, quickly, Holly. Yes. Uh, people need to make moves. And what do I do with blank? Holly, what do I do with Amy Rodriguez? I mean, you shouldn't have her on your Whoa! roster. <laughs> okay. But if you do, you might as well keep her because maybe she'll produce with Williams, Mewis, and Dabinia being back on that league and J-Mac being out of, uh, back on that team and J-Mac being out of COVID protocol. Okay, I this is tough. Oh, hello, Hector. Our cat Hector's here. Uh, see, honestly, at this point, I think you have to trade her, trade high. Her next double-digit game, get rid of her. 
She's an explosive player, but after watching her for the last two seasons, she isn't a player who's going to put up back-to-back solid weeks. And honestly, that's what you're looking for in fantasy. I love her as a fan. She's one of my favorite players in the league as a fan. But most likely, if A-Rod's on your team, you're expecting her to be one of your top scorers, and you're not getting that. And if you if you aren't expecting that, then you're you're fine to see how it's going to play out with her and all the stars that are coming back for the courage. But she put in her time at Utah and it was just like, I'm going to do everything I can to maybe get something. And then she was in Kansas city. And it's grinding it out. It's like, maybe I'll get a chance to score. Mm-hmm. And now she's in the courage, but like J Mac was hurt or out for COVID protocols. And then they're waiting for Mewis to get back into being the And you're like, I hope that I hope it's there. But in fantasy, you don't have time. To wait. No. So I think if these players come back and Jay, and she puts up like a, a week where it's like 18, I think you could trade her high in the league. And I think you could trade her straight up for someone like a balser or something. And someone would, would bite. So, and I think that might be a decent trade. So uh, I think you trade high. Holly, what do we do with Shea Groom? I mean, do you really want the league leader in yellow cards on your roster? Yes. <laughs> come on. I mean, I know you love her, but. She's great. Really? So just shouldn't be rostered. Shea Groom. I think there's other people that could she has shown, fill your roster spot in a more in a better way. She had she had a 19 point week this year and a 15 and a 14. Those are all there, and I and I th- and I think there are possibilities. And the last uh, four weeks, nine, eight, eight, three, yeah, which isn't great. No. Um. So I I have high hopes for Shea Groom. Um. I think she's gonna blow up and be the Shea Groom we saw last year once Houston's at full strength. And I know we didn't see it earlier this year, but we saw more of it. So weeks two and three, we saw 14 and 19. I think one of those was maybe a double week. But I think when Mewis comes back and Daly comes back, I think Daly's back now. I think I, I'm hang, I'm I'm giving Shea Groom another, because if you have her now or you don't, she could be a waiver wire pickup. It's, isn't it amazing what a frame of mind will do? You look at Amy Rodriguez and you're like, God, you know, damn. And she's actually, and like her numbers are like not great. Like her last four weeks is like zero, negative one, 12, three. Like that's not good. But look at Shea, Shea Groom and you're like, oh, like all I want is like a, it's this perspective. Like I don't expect much out of her now. And I think when she gets the pieces, like she'll be fine. Cause she's explosive. We saw it last year. She was one of the best players in our league last year. Like she True. was great. Um, so I've got high hopes. So, uh, that'll lead right into our bold predictions. All right. Your favorite part. Bold predictions, y'all. It's time to get bold with predictions. (laughs) It's time for bold predictions. That'll be in your head all day. Thanks. Holly. Yeah. Week 13, bold prediction. All right. This is a little bit hard to set up, but I think that my bold prediction is going to be an eerie echo of the Olympics. I think that Harris is going to block uh, a Portland PK from a Canadian player. It's going to be Sinclair that takes it. She was not the person that scored uh, the winning goal to block us out of the gold medal game in uh, in the Olympics, but I think there's going to be some echoes of of that this week. It's a very specific bull prediction. It is. I hope you're too. right. Me too. Because that would just be great for me for fantasy. <laughs> I'm going on the Shea Groom trifecta. A goal, an assist, and a yellow card. There's nothing more Shea Groom than that. And I think it's going to happen. 
Houston plays tonight. They play Friday. I know. Tonight. Bailey better be back. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Right? And they play Washington. So I think uh, Washington, by the way, there's a lot going on there. Like, there's a lot going on. Right. What, I don't wa- expect them to have a good game. No, and it's I'm on the road. Very iffy about what, whether I'm starting Rodman Sanchez or not. Yes. Very iffy. Yeah. So um, I didn't think about that till now, but I really think if Daly is here and everything's happening, oh my God, I think we're going to see groom. The groom trifecta is happening. We're going to get that. So. All right. Um, I'm saying, I'm saying Ash Harris, you know, yeah. six PK block in a row. Um, before we Going sign for off, it. Holly. Jared. I have a gripe. Go for it. Please just check out goalie game logs on the website or app. So if you're looking for your points for fantasy and you use the NWSL app or website like we do, because that's the most accurate and timely way to get points and stats. If you go to the goalie game logs, they use the same statistical information as offensive players. So if you go to their game logs, it's just a bunch of zeros. (laughs) It's all zeros. Because they have not, they have no saves, they have no penalties faced, they don't use any of the goalie stats. So if you're running the app, hey, NWSL, we love you. We love you, and we have all the hopes, but that app needs improvement. I have a gripe as well, and this is for the NWSL website. When I was looking at it this week for, for our awards uh, broadcast, oh no. I was looking at some of the players on their, their standings page and looking at some of their standings. And when you click on their standings page and you get the whole thing, it's consistent. But then when you click on the individual player and you look at their stats for the year, not the same. They've scored two more goals that are listed on the standings page. Yes. Why? Yeah. It's very confusing. Why are are there two fucking fix it? There shouldn't be two databases that you're pulling from. That should be like a SQL query to all of the same information for every single one of those pages. I don't understand why it's inconsistent. I agree. Uh, consistency is key, especially for fantasy players. Like we need, we need that. There needs to be something reliable out there. Right. Yeah. Um, Houston, Washington, Orlando, and Portland, Kansas City, OL Rain, Gotham versus Racing Louisville, and the Courage versus the Red Stars. Uh, get excited! I think this is going to be a really fun week, and we're going to have some national players back. National team players are getting back, trickling back in. Good luck to your fantasy teams this week, Holly. Good luck to you. Mm, not really. <laughs> I don't need it. But thanks. This is uh, this is MTV punked, and you've been punked. <laughs> they're they're actors. I'm an actor. They're, they're an actor. actor. They're, they're all actors. actors. And you've been punked. punked.